Well, the copper stuff, you know. <laughs> you gotta have that high temp. Just as long as you're not using Loctite. That's all we care about. Do you smoke after sex? I don't know. Never looked. <laughs> Friction's a bitch. <laughs> oh, that was good. I never heard that before. Oh, really? That's an old no. one. <laughs> no. <laughs> not not a prank on a jeeper, but on an ex-girlfriend. Uh, uh, made me mad. So, dead of winter in South Dakota... This roundtable episode is brought to you by Tyree Lights. Tyree Lights is known as an industry leader in lighting for heavy vehicles and mining, forestry, construction, uh, agriculture, and material handling. Now, Tyree Lights Off-Road brings you the same strength and quality for your Jeep. Find out more about Tyree Lights at TyreeOffRoad.com. That's T-Y-R-I Offroad.com. And I'll just mention, you can get the link uh, for Tyree Off-Road in the show notes for episode 926. And if you're a Patreon subscriber, there's a quite nice fat little uh, discount code uh, for Tyree Lights over there. Hi, I'm Tony, and welcome to all you new listeners and our regulars uh, to the Jeep Talk Show Roundtable. I'm your host, and I'm excited to have you here for this special gathering of passionate Jeep enthusiasts. On tonight's episode, we'll be asking you, okay, on the first day, you know, this when the the top-off, doors-off season starts, the first day you take your doors and tops off, what song do you play? Do you blare out this song just you know whenever you're the freedom is back what song do you blare out or do you even have a, a song that you uh, you choose from maybe you got a playlist for uh, taking the uh, the tops and the doors off have you ever played a joke on another jeeper and i think this probably would be like a jeep specific uh, joke but if it's funny who cares right uh we want to hear about it uh who introduced you to jeeps and we'll probably never get to this one, but it's in the num- number four position. What is your favorite TV show Jeep? And I think I, m- I mentioned this last week because we didn't get to this question. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Dixie uh, from the Dukes of Hazard is not on the table because that's everybody's going to say that one. Oh, and these questions are from you, the listener. Send us your roundtable questions. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash roundtable questions. Click or click the link in the show for episode 926. jeeptalkshow.com slash roundtable questions. Are you ready? It's time for the Jeep Talk Show with hosts Tony, Josh, Wendy, and Chuck. Hey, whether you're a diehard Jeep enthusiast or just starting to explore the world of off-roading, we're thrilled to have you here as part of uh, this, this, this discussion. Please consider joining the discussion by being part of our weekly Zoom meeting. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com contact to find out how to join. So, have you heard about our Patreon? The moans go wild. <laughs> of course you have. Patreon is a way you can subscribe to the show. You can get ad-free content, early access to episodes, a Jeep Talk Show sticker, uh, and discount codes that will save you money. As little as $5 gets you started supporting the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. All right, we're going to talk about this again. I think this is probably more pleasant than uh, talking about the Patreon, although there's a lot of pleasant things you get from the Patreon subscription. The Jeep Talk Show Morning Thunder. Yes, it has a dual meaning <laughs> because I never I never prog- progressed past junior high. <laughs> Coffee and Jeeps. If you're in the Houston area, you may be interested in joining us for a regular uh, meeting of Jeeps and thirsty coffee drinkers. It will happen on Saturdays, 7 a.m., and stay tuned for when the first morning thunder will happen 
So to all our roundtable meeting attendees, please introduce yourself with your name and location the first time you speak tonight. This helps the listener match a name with a voice. All right, here we go. Hello, Zoom people. Hey, Tony. I heard heard somebody talking while I was talking. I heard that when I unmuted. You can't talk when I'm talking. <laughs> you gotta pay attention. <laughs> Do you help you lose your train of thought? I know you. I know you bastards are always talking. Like on Thursday, whenever we're having the show, he's like, oh, well, "Let's let's mute those assholes. We're having trying to have a conversation here." <laughs> exactly. You know, uh, Steve O mentioned uh, about breakout rooms, and I had heard about breakout rooms some time ago, but I never never messed with it. Uh, we may be using breakout rooms uh, for the Thursday episodes, so that uh, if people come in here and they just by chance, won't listen to us record the the uh, the round table, uh, not the round table, the um, uh, flagship episode on Thursday. They can listen to that. Uh, but uh, uh, Steve, I don't know. As a, uh, a a co-host, can you can you create a breakout room? I do not believe so. It's got to be the actual host. We could try it. But I, I've never tried. It. Yeah, I was just Permissions curious. Permissions have been given. I'm, I'm getting ready to set up uh, Steve-O. I need to set him up anyway, because we haven't had any uh, crashers, any uh, meeting crashers here in a while. I don't know. Downs is here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's always good to have everybody here. And thank you, everybody, for showing up here, because uh, it means a lot, uh, to the not only to me, but the show and, and the other listeners that uh, really enjoy you guys week after week. All right, Steve. I've uh, boosted your uh, your uh, access there, so uh, you'll be able to mute things. And uh, sounds like is that Bob? Is that F.U. Bob making the noise? <laughs> oh, uh, this is interesting. Chris was telling a friend of his that was getting ready to go on a long trip. Uh, he asked if he could listen uh, to uh, the Jeep Talk Show on Spotify. Uh, absolutely, he said. Later, Chris found out that his friend didn't listen because he said it required a subscription. So I got to let you know, there is more than one Jeep Talk Show on Spotify. There's the free version, and then there's the Patreon version. Uh, I know it's confusing, but it's kind of necessary if you're a Patreon subscriber and you know, you'd know you like to be able to listen to it on your Spotify app. So when you recommend the show to someone on Spotify, tell them there is a free version. I think the guy's still going to listen. It's just he couldn't. He wanted to listen to the show on his long trip, and he couldn't because uh, he thought he had to pay first. I mean, he could have just subscribed, right? But uh, you know. All right, here we go. First day, you take the doors and top off. What song do you play? Well, Steve from Aurora, uh, definitely "Fuel" by Metallica. <laughs> Loud and proud. That sounds like a sawzall. <laughs> Maybe that's what uh, Rick is listening to whenever he takes the doors off. I, this is John, Central Texas. I would probably say just something from like uh, Amon Marth. Maybe uh, maybe Rain and Blood by Slayer. I just do something that's got a little bit of a little bit of a hit to it. Oh, you uh, kids today! Boston, <laughs> more than a feeling. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, Rick from Arkansas, actually, uh, old band that uh, I like, I still like a lot is uh, King's X. I listen to Dogman album. Usually, it's my, my first one. It's got a lot of uh, got that kind of that groove metal thing going. Who so, does the? Uh, who's gonna say Wham? Somebody's gonna say Wham. <laughs> oh, Roger. Uh, <laughs> You're hoping. 
who who sings uh, "Bodies Hit the Floor"? I, I've I've heard that one before. That uh, was drown, that was uh, the original Drowning Pool before their uh, their first singer died, though. Interesting. So they were out of Dallas. I used to watch them in Deep Ellum. Uh, I used to play Counter Strike, and uh, that was one of the songs that they would play on the server, which I thought was very fitting. That's funny. I used to play that too. No, Counter Strike is a blast. <laughs> it's fun pissing off people all around the world. But <laughs> <laughs> so this is Chip from Illinois. I I actually do not listen to a lot of music when I'm driving my Jeep. Top on, top off. I tend to just enjoy it as it is without having a bunch of music blurring. Now, having said that, if I do get in the mood, it's probably going to be something like Born to be Wild, or I've got a playlist here from the 70s, 80s. Maybe some, 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 anything from Eagles or Foreigner, some of those songs. But How about I, Kansas? Really, I, I'd really just yeah. rather drive without music blurring. Yeah, how about Kansas? Do you listen to any of the Kansas thing? I'm, try, I'm trying to remember their real popular song, popular with me, I can't remember. Wayward Son. Yeah, I think it probably is. Carry on my wayward son yeah. is on that playlist. Um, Chip was the yeah. only JK with an eight-track player. That's what I'm. Talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first audio modifications I, I made to my first car was an eight-track player for thirty-nine ninety-five from Radio Shack. I had to. That's all it did. You had to hook it into the. Oh, and I had no FM stereo thing in that. It was all AM. So I had to install uh, speakers and uh, everything for that uh, that eight-track. That was a blast. I had like a. Uh, Four or five eight-track tapes. So, so at first, yeah, first time I had my Chevy Vega, I, that was the first thing I did was I stuck an eight-track tape player in it so I could listen to. But I didn't have any eight-track tapes yet, so I I borrowed my dad, so I was listening to like Herb <laughs> Alpert and some of that stuff, you know. Oh my God! He said you wanted ad- he said to have one of the adapters so you could stick the cassette into the eight-track and then the eight-track into it. Yeah, we had one of those. Oh, I did not <laughs> know they even made those. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cassettes were a lot easier to deal with. I mean, uh, I love the seeing the memes where they they show the pencil and the cassette uh, player in bed. I was just thinking that <laughs> when, when, when you're when your thing stop re- or when your cassette player stop rewinding, you just take out the pencil, spin, spin, spin. Or the tape would just go wild, and you have to uh, just sit, sit there slowly, right. reel it, reel it in, and look at the folds and wonder how that's going to sound. Not good. There's people out there that have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. Or when you when your favorite when your favorite cassette the ribbon broke and you'd be sitting there with a real small piece of tape trying to fix it. Cassettes were were really cool. I always wanted a reel to reel player recorder. Uh, I thought that would be really neat, but I never had the the time or the money for a really a cool big stereo for a Jeep, setup. Tony, where are you going to mount that in the Jeep? Oh, but wouldn't that <laughs> but that would be that look really cool. That'd be kind of like those people that put the fifteen thousand speakers in the back of their Jeep because I don't know why. <laughs> That's why he's got the XJ chip. So, uh, how are you? How are you guys about uh, those folks that do outfit their Jeep or, or style up or punk their Jeep with uh, all these speakers and thousand watt, two thousand watt, five thousand watt stereo amplifiers? Uh, I mean, it, 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 it used to be you know you took the top down to mess up your hair with all the, ba- the I say bass, but I I usually say bass um, with all the bass. Uh, it, you you can mess up your hair just with the the sound system. Well, you know, so you go to a you go to a show and people are cranking their tunes, right, or something. I mean, that. So you go to a Jeep show, you're out driving around the mall, and somebody wants to crank their tunes. That's one thing. But when I'm out on the trails, 
you know, the people that tend yeah. to prank their sound are side by not sides. these guys. It's <laughs> side, side by sides. Side. Yeah. It's the damn side by sides. You remember the episode I was talking about that where I actually got out of my Jeep and started dancing to the guy coming by me. <laughs> well, nobody, side. nobody wants totally that. Totally pissed him off. Totally pissed him off. But I was like, what the? F-? Never, you know, on the <laughs> never on the trails. <laughs> not on the no, trails. No. Or, that's like or, in a sh- or in a shared hotel cool. room. I can tell you too. I do it more <laughs> to embarrass my daughter. She hates it when I playing loud music going down the street. You know, she she gets so embarrassed. It's one of those dad things. You, gotta do, right? you start singing, don't you, Steve? Hell, fucking yeah, man! It's basically see anytime. Dirty things on turn sheep. Absolutely. I don't even have enough of a stereo in my Jeep to hear if the top and the doors are off going down the road. So. I don't know about you guys. I know I've mentioned this several times before. When I'm in the in the Jeep uh, and driving. Uh, I, that's the only place I listen to podcasts. So uh, I have the opportunity to listen to a podcast when I'm driving and I listen to that and you don't need a really fancy stereo system for a podcast. I mean, if you do, that's a hell of a podcast. Yeah. John and Pebble, uh, screaming at the radio, telling them that they're wrong. Right. Yeah. That'd you be fun. Down yourself out so you can continue to hear it you know, while you're saying that's wrong. That's we wrong. need it. We need I the don't. app to be able to record the comments that people are making while they're listening to the show. That would be uh-huh. hilarious. I, I'm actually the opposite. I don't listen to podcasts in the Jeep most of unless I'm on a really long trip. Um, I listen to music on the way in or whatever, and my podcast listening is in my garage or something when I'm out here working or doing whatever. So, well, that makes sense, yeah. But, but, you know, I, part of that's my commute. I couldn't finish an episode. In oh, that's right. Day. Short drive. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah my, most of my podcast listening is uh, in, in my Honda, so that's why I listen to the Jeep talk show is in my Honda. I can't I can't hear it in the Jeep. <laughs> Does it help you feel better about driving the driving the Honda because you're getting you're doing some Jeep well, stuff? What helps me feel bad, better about driving the Honda is forty mile a gallon on my sixty two mile. Commute. Oh, now we have no we have no place for logic and common sense here. <laughs> this is a Jeep show. <laughs> yeah. It's Dusty here from uh, Alberta, Canada. Where the hell you been, Dusty? Where's your doctor's been, note? Been been busy busy here lately, but. Uh, <laughs> And been listening to every episode, you know. So I'm still, still all right. Spirit, you know, all right. Well, we've missed you. Yeah, I mean, same thing here. Um, so I don't have a radio in my Jeep, but um, when, like you said, the windows doors come off, you like to drive like an asshole. You got the loud mufflers and let it rip, and <laughs> that's my favorite. But when you do have the radio, with my old Jeep, I had the radio. You'd have to pump something like an AC/DC, crank it to eleven, some rock music, even though you're not really into that all the time, but just highway to hell nothing's better than some thunderstruck on a crank to 11 yeah. with the windows and, tr- and doors down you know? nice nice spinal tap reference there i like that <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> all right who else who else has a favorite song it doesn't have to be the day that you take the uh, the doors and tops off exactly but you know whenever it's it's nice outside you're you're feeling the freedom and i think you guys up north and especially in canada must really enjoy those uh, when the, the good days uh, come uh, I don't know if uh, I would assume that whenever you don't have a specific day or specific time of year when it clears up, it, it's just uh, it may clear up and then get bad and then clear up again. Uh, that's kind of what it does here. Usually, kind of like this is Roger. Roger. Sorry, Roger. No, this is Roger from Wisconsin. Usually, you know, me being gone all week long, usually the start of spring, the days that it's nice are usually the days that I'm on the road. And then when I get home, it usually rains all weekend. <laughs> it's just my luck yep 
Yeah, I'll give I'll give one more shout out beyond if it's not like a metal metal song, which I normally do. Um, there's a song by Dire Straits called "Money for Nothing." Oh yeah, or that Checks one. For free. That Checks riff for on the, that riff on there is pretty damn cool. So every now and then I'll uh I will throw that one on, which is a little bit different than most of my stuff, which is like you know people equal shit left behind. You know, rain and blood. Those are what I normally listen to. So, but every now and then, Dire Straits will make its way in. So that you, we were oh, talking. Kenny Logging, Danger Zone. That's right. Oh yeah. Uh, so we were talking uh, about uh, catch lines and things that we quote from from various movies. And uh, yeah, I use that one from Dire Straits, which isn't a movie, which is a song. Money and uh, money for nothing and chicks for free. Uh, I use that quite often. And if somebody gets their own jet airplane and somebody's a millionaire. Like, Something like that. <laughs> we got we to gotta move these microwave ovens. That was a really cool video back then, too, because it was a cutting-edge CGI. Oh, yeah, yeah. They had the, uh, the little blocks. It was like Minecraft. Way ahead of its time. It, it was. It, it was very Minecrafty. Yeah, it really was. I believe that was the first song they ever played on MTV. I, I think so, too. It was That was back when MTV was good. <laughs> it may not have been the very first one, but it was one yeah, of the first ones. Uh, uh, radio, uh, radio killed the video radio star. Radio killed the radio star. Uh, yeah. oh, video killed the radio star was the very right. first I'm one. not right. sure, but I think it was the radio killed the vi- video star. They played music on MTV? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, did, do you guys remember the, what was it, the pop-up uh, pop-up videos, was it? Was that what it was called? They have the little uh, information that would pop up during the videos and uh, tell you certain like background things that were going on for this video or the group. Those were really yeah, good, little, too. The little bubble comments. Yes. It's a shame. That's a shame. I, I stopped listen, watching uh, MTV uh, many, many years ago. Kind of like uh, Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live was really good when it first came on. Well, Rick pays attention to anything dealing with bubbles. <laughs> so when, when MTV came on, I was in college and I was sitting and we, we had to watch the first full day of it. So we didn't do, we skipped all the classes that day, right? So oh, that's to, cool. Had to watch all of it. That yeah. was about what, 81, 82? It's a long oh, time ago. Yeah, that was first grade, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't even born. <laughs> Maybe you're a byproduct of MTV. And then, you know, it's really cool, too, Maybe. because we're all here. We're all from different uh, uh, age zones, kind of like time zones. and uh, But we, we're still here because of Jeeps. We have a, a commonality because of the Jeeps. All right, anybody else got a favorite song you like to play in that uh, special season? How, how are you guys with Christmas songs uh, and Jeeps, and have you already started playing them uh, the first day of November? Tony, do you have a favorite Christmas song you like? Bastard. <laughs> Get the hell out of here with that Christmas song. Be, be, be careful, because <laughs> Steve-O yeah, may, don't, may don't boot your ass. holiday's up next. It's not, it's not, it hasn't even been Thanksgiving yet. We haven't even heard a turkey. We heard the turkey <laughs> once. <laughs> uh, I've, I've heard that Christmas song twice, and that was already twice to me. He's looking. Go back to episode oh, one. That's a, that's a great episode Christmas. one's fantastic. Oh uh, yeah, I, I think it was a five-time minimum play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, in, in contrast and compare the the first uh, episodes where I was just doing the whole show all by myself. And then here recently, I think it's a lot better. I'm not going to say it's great, but it's a lot better than it was, you know, uh, 13 years ago. Yes, it is. I think I made it about halfway through the first episode. 
I don't see the I don't see the Christmas cheer on here. I'll have to put it on. Uh, I'm, gl- oh, I'm glad that there uh, is a god. I'm glad Chip uh, reminded me of that. Thanks, Chip. <laughs> we can all sing it for him. <laughs> Christmas <laughs> is my favorite. That's a great me. song. I mean, I know the I know the guy that created the song and performed all of it. I and it it just means a lot that it's really it's one person doing everything. You played it five times, but you told that story ten times in episode one. Hey, you got to you got to fill. <laughs> All right, anybody else got a favorite song? But besides, uh, we got a, a turkey gobble, not technically a song, and Christmas cheer. How about Lee Greenwood? Yeah? God bless the USA. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So, th- I can't remember. Re- uh, Reno, the movie, the, the TV shows where he was riding the motorcycle, where they played Wanted Dead or Alive. That's always a good one. That gets me, my juices going. Bonjour. Well, I'm not a big Don Jovi fan, but that song in particular. You're not thinking of like Harley and the Davisons, are you? No. Reno Reigns. Reno Reigns. Oh, yeah. He yeah. was a Renegade. Rode the Harley Davidson. Renegade. That was, Renegade. A, that was such a crap show. It, it was it it was it wasn't great acting, but <laughs> no, <laughs> it, was it was interesting though. It was inter- the uh, the uh, the Indian guy I thought was uh, was really funny. He was very fancy in that uh, in that show. <laughs> but he had a Humvee or something, didn't he? I think you're right. Uh, and then uh, the the guy that uh, was the star riding around Flight on a motorcycle. You, yeah, a Harley. Was it? Yeah, I, yeah, I was tuned into that because I was riding Harleys then, too. So if you don't hear me talking much, that means I'm looking for Christmas cheer. <laughs> <laughs> this could be a while. <laughs> no, I, I know where it is. It's just hard to talk and look at the same time. Oh, and speaking of Christmas cheer, here's a here's our next question. Have you played a joke, like a practical joke, on another Jeeper? You know, it, it, this is Chip from Illinois. I I haven't because I'm always worried about paybacks are usually worse than <laughs> what I do to somebody, right? Right. I know that so in a previous episode, and the guy that introduced me to the to the Jeep talk show was Jerry, uh, who's also a trail guide with, with Jeep Jamboree. And I remember he was talking about in high school, he drove his Jeep and they tied a washer onto a rope onto his drive shaft. So he oh started the Jeep up. God. The faster it revved, the more noise it made banging against the tub. Oh, it drove him God. nuts. That would beat the hell I out just, of something. I still, I still want to hide the harmonica in somebody's Jeep. I actually, one time we were on trail riding. This is Chipper uh, members the River's Jeep, but we were down there one day. One of my buddies went to bought someone. So I had some extra loose nuts. My Jeep, I took about I took about four nuts onto his floor mat. <laughs> so, <laughs> when he came back to his Jeep, he was freaking going crazy trying to figure out what the hell was going on. The one one year on April Fools, we got a, I got a whole bunch of Jeepers with a practical joke. It was uh, we were all sitting around a campfire. I mean, it was virtual, but we were we were all around a campfire, and there was a, a host of a show that we were involved with, and they kept asking questions. And everybody would give an answer that didn't make sense for the question as it went around. And um, it took them a while to catch on. Quite funny. <laughs> April Fools. Exactly. Yeah, so I heard one recently just happened was to uh, Greg. I heard somebody played a prank on him. I don't know anything about it, <laughs> but I may have heard. You mean it's something to, do with, something to do with ducks? 
I, I heard, yeah, little little ducks being hidden all over in his shop, luggage, and vehicles. So I wonder what you were doing playing around in his luggage. The uh, the Jeep talk show tentacles uh, reach far and wide. I didn't touch his luggage, but there may have been other. No matter how much there. he bagged, right? <laughs> I used to use a uh, pallet wrapping. I used to have access to boxes of it, and I would take a whole roll. And not just Jeeps, but I'd wrap people's cars in that. And then I could go hide and wait for them to come out. And <laughs> if they didn't have a pocket knife, it would take them quite a while to get back into that car. <laughs> that stuff's tough. Has anybody done the uh, the uh, the cart being zip-tied to uh, the handle, the door handle? Oh, but we've zip-tied, put a zip-tie around the drive shaft. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I've done that. I wish Josh had a, a working Jeep and we had somebody in the uh, the Northwest that could uh, mess with his stuff. Huh. Let's not forget, anti-seize under the handle of the door. Oh, God. Oh, God. So if, if it's there, it's going to it's gonna be in bed with you at night. When you go to bed, it'll be on your pillow. It'll be everywhere. You yes. can't even look at that stuff without, a, without it following you around all day long. Roger, I've never used anesthes for that purpose before in bed, but oh, how's it work? Jesus. Oh, <laughs> well, the copper stuff, you know. <laughs> you gotta have that high temp. Just as long as you're not using Loctite, that's all we care about. Do you smoke after sex? I don't know. Never looked. Friction's <laughs> a bitch. <laughs> oh, that was good. I never heard that. Before. Oh, really? That's an old no. one. <laughs> no. <laughs> not. Not a prank on a jeeper, but on an ex-girlfriend. Uh, uh, made me mad. So, dead of winter in South Dakota. She parked at a friend's house. Friend was in on it. Was on my side. We got the garden nose out of the garage and the sprayer, and we covered her car in over an inch of ice in the freezing cold of South Dakota. Just stood out there forever, just misting the entire car. It took two days before she could even get into her car. When I had uh, auto tech in high school, the people that had small cars, we would go out in the park lot and lift them up and move them. <laughs> that was always fun. Turn them sideways in the parking spot? Oh, no. We'd, like, carry them over to the other side of the lot. We used to four-corner them, like VW Bugs and Golfs and little cars like that. We'd four-corner them, literally pick them up and turn them, because they're so short. We could turn them sideways in the parking spot, and then they'd have to Christmas is my favorite time of year. You're talking about moving cars around. Back in high school, one of one of my friends' family owned a construction business, and they had excavators and cranes and bulldozers and all that stuff, so... Every Halloween, you'd come to school on Halloween day, and you'd, you'd just wait to see what they'd put up. We had a flat roof on top of the, the part of the building. They, they had a Volkswagen Beetle up on top of the school one year. They had a, a wagon on top of it. I mean, it was always fun to watch and see what they're going to put up there next. Did they do anything special for Christmas, or was this any time of the year? Just Halloween. There was a Halloween prank every year, annual thing. I guess after I graduated, I heard a story. Somebody found out where they kept all their keys, so one morning very early before school, 
they went down, got all the heavy equipment, barricaded all the doors so you couldn't get into the school, and school was delayed for like two hours. They couldn't get in the building. <laughs> it wasn't a prank that uh, I played on nobody, but... Um, Christmas hey, uh, my is my favorite time of year. Everybody knows when it is near. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin is like, what the hell am I listening to here? (laughs) But I, uh, I parked my truck on the street and I, I came, uh, I left there. I come back uh, a little bit later and like, where's my truck? And there's a giant snow mound and they completely shoveled like everybody's lawns, buried my truck. And I, it was completely, couldn't even see it. Had to dig the thing out. Uh, It was pretty bad. And another time they uh, buried me in hay bales. It uh, came, I'm like, there's just a stack of hay bales around me. So uh, I had a few of those happen, but I've never been a jerk to nobody else kind of thing, right? So you can you drive, I mean, if you just get the door open and get in and maybe clear a little bit of the windshield, can you drive out of that? Or do you really have to clear it all off? Is the snow uh, that heavy that keeps you from being able to move? It, it's uh, if you dig yourself out, but it won't blow out of the, the roof. It'll stay on the roof. It'd be like a foot thick on the roof. Uh, the truck box would be basically up to the cab kind of thing it would be right full so it's uh you can drive a little bit but you mostly have to shovel it all off and you guys actually get pissed off uh in the the snowy regions if somebody doesn't clean their roof off right because that big hunk of snow can fly backwards and and hit somebody is that gases with trailers on back of i agree a semi truck i i agree with you on that one there steve i hate it when freaking people leave that mound of snow up there the semi truck is worst (laughs) <laughs> but that's so much fun to, to drive as fast, see how fast you gotta drive to make it blow off. It's fun. The the closest thing I have to that is whenever I had my eighty three uh four wheel drive uh short wheel based Chevy truck and I go mudding and then six months after I had cleaned spent three or four hours cleaning it, I would have these huge pieces of mud fall off in the middle of summer and go down the the, the freeway just tumbling along. I mean yep. good like four or five inch six inches of uh, of mud uh so that's the closest thing we can get down here in southeast texas i think not talking about snow and pranks i was plowing parking lots for a while there and one winter went plowed parking lot one guy in the building walked inside and said hey can you move your car you know clean it out make the parking lot look real nice he just copped an attitude and was a jerk so I plowed them in. Every <laughs> every inch of snow I could grab, I packed underneath that thing and on top as high as I could. Yeah, he should have known that was coming. Oh, he well, should have. It's just like in Philadelphia, some woman stole this dude's shovel off of his porch and dug her car out and then took then returned the shovel. He had a camera, of course, so he just like, well, the hell with you. He grabbed a snowblower and just buried the shit out of her car. Right? Like mm-hmm. you get what you you get what you deserve sometimes. Totally. That's Keith from Wisconsin. Sorry, Steve. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, Rick from Arkansas. One of, and we do our group rides. We've got one of the guys in our our crew that if uh, if your doors are open or if you don't have doors on, he goes through and. Turns every radio, every all the windshield no. wipers on. All the, he, all the you know, he turns everything on in your Jeep, well, which is not a lot in the TJ, but some of the other, you know. 
I like TJ's. TJ's got a lot of function, and you can always add more functionality to it. Uh, did, did, have you thought about putting a, a seven-inch display uh, on the, in your uh, in your TJ? You know, they make those uh, bezels that uh, fit that, and there's really minor modifications you have to make to have a a seven-inch uh, display radio in there. Yeah, I'm I'm on my second one. My second one is uh, more waterproof than my first. <laughs> Hence the reason why you have a second one. Where did you get a seven-inch fish finder at? <laughs> That's what you need. That's what you need. Even if it's just an Android app where it is the fake showing the fishes uh, while you're uh, it, it, next time you uh, you bury that thing in the lake, you need to run the fish fly, finder app. So you know who usually does the best pranks are usually the really quiet ones. Larry is just sitting over there not saying a word. No, Larry is uh, dangerous. I can tell. Oh, you guys got it. You guys got it well covered. It's all good. <laughs> Duke's whispering in his ear. You know, hey, hey, this is what you need to do. <laughs> we, uh, we guy we didn't like left his pickup parked on Main Street one night. Everybody left the bar. Somebody just happened to check when the door was open. Popped the hood. I do not know how many days it took him to figure out which where the plug wires went, and that that was the problem. But his truck set for like three days on Main Street wow. before he got it home. He could have been very happy about that. When I was a lot younger, a buddy of mine's dad lived in a trailer court and in a trailer. And every morning, it, um, about 5 a.m., the neighbor would go out to his truck and start it and just rev the piss out of his engine. I don't know if he thought he was warming it up or what, but I mean, he would just rev and rev and rev for like a good half an hour. And finally, we got sick and tired of it. So one one morning before he got up to go start his pickup, we went out there with a potato and stuffed the potato <laughs> in his tailpipe. And needless to say, it only revved for a short period of time. Oh, oh the old banana in the tailpipe thing. Yeah, the old banana in the tailpipe. Chip's getting excited. <laughs> I, I, uh, it's I the smoke the flavor that makes it out of their tires. Oh, no. That happened to my mom one time and. uh uh, her vehicle. Somebody uh, removed the uh, the valve uh, the the valve stem core, and I had never oh, seen that before. I didn't even know that's the, that's how it worked. I mean, I was I probably was seventeen, eighteen years old, and it was uh, it was really easy to fix. But uh, uh, it was so strange. Look at the the valve, and nothing. It was in there. It was just a, a hole. I think you it'd be fun to remove it. Remove it. it a lot. Well, yeah. So they freak remove out it and their tires it and then Remove it, deflate it, and let them think that there's a nail in their tire, and then next day, remove it and deflate it again, and then put it back in. I mean, hmm. you think about it, it, when somebody really ticks you off, rather than keying their car in a, in a Sam's Club parking lot or anything, uh, or, or slashing their tires, just go, go loosen their valve core. Better yet, <laughs> wait for the person to come out that pissed you off and say something to them about it. Oh. Well, there's that option, too. Yeah, to this day, <laughs> yeah. I keep pulling in the Menards parking lot chip up here, and I see trucks parked like how Tony has, and I refuse to park behind them. No, I can't do it. Right? <laughs> I don't know if I want to just loosen their valve cork, because then it would go, it could potentially go flat while they're driving it. So I would just... Oh, this was removed from my mom's. Take it all the way out. Yeah, that's what... Deflate the, it, and then put it back in. Too many cameras these days, though. For that, that, if it's someone you don't know, that's bordering on criminal damage. Here. I tell you right. what, the cameras, the surveillance cameras, and caller ID have really removed a lot of fun. 
<laughs> right. And ring doorbells. Oh, and ring doorbells. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad I'm just older no. than all of that. Yes. No, no more ding dong ditch. There was, uh, it was really funny because this is uh, back before security cameras were, were really a thing for homes and certainly no ring doorbells. But uh, one of my uh, daughter's classmates uh, came by and did that, uh, that ring thing. Actually, one of the kids fell down running away, which was hilarious. And I had, uh, I had enough cameras. I think I only had two cameras set up. And I was able to edit a video. I just got it someplace. I should put it up where they, they did the ring. And uh, I did a still and a zoom in. And do you know this man? And, or do you know this kid? That type of thing. And they just thought it was a hilarious thing. Of course, it never happened again at the house. Gosh, this must have been 12 years ago. Yeah, it was fun playing Ding Dong Ditch. Yeah. And so uh, ring the bell and then run, run, run and hide in the bushes. Current calls. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. Is, is Mike Hunt there? <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I made that comment on the uh, one of the uh, the episodes about uh, the the various names of people that uh, are Patreon subscribers. I'm really surprised we haven't had a Mike Hunt uh, as a subscriber yet. <laughs> It'd be worth five bucks. I mean, why not? <laughs> What's Whatever stakes at least 20 trip or 20 chip. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. I don't mind if there's uh, 10 Patreon subscribers all by the same name. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You know, we have to get a reading order. Heard two people talking. I didn't understand either one. The, the, the trick to those multiple names like that, you got you to gotta say them all in order to get the effect. Oh, that would be perfect. Yes. You have to subscribe and you know we in order. Coordinate it well. We would coordinate it. <laughs> yeah, we would the, AI, the AI he's using now to read our names because he can't do it himself. Oh, I can't pronounce Because we're not worth it. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I, sh- <laughs> I should pronunciate names. So, What was the radio? Wasn't there a TV announcer that they were announcing a plane crash and they read it off the prompter? Oh, yeah, yeah. Something some wrong. We too low. <laughs> oh, what? Yep. Oh, that yep. was great. I'm just here to read, not think. <laughs> well, you get well, an automatic mode. That. that was the crash they off the, the South American uh, continent. What the hell was that, damn? I thought it was the one off of, uh, out of SFO. I thought that was the Asiana whatever, where it tail striked out of SFO. <laughs> All right. It was. The GTS it was the guys. <laughs> but the news agency got uh, hacked. Yeah, somebody. I thought somebody sent them the names, and then they tried to call and get it confirmed. And when they read the names out, like some intern or whatever that was working for the department, or whatever was like, "Yeah, why don't y'all roll with that?" Like as a joke, and they just went with it. That was the <laughs> one of the stories I heard. <laughs> like, if, you're stupid, if you're stupid enough to think that that's real, then just roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next question. Uh, who introduced you to Jeeps? And if it was your scoutmaster, we want to skip over that. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I introduced myself to Jeeps. Nobody really had a Jeep before I bought mine. I mean, I should say nobody. I mean, nobody in my family or anybody I knew. How did you find out about it? Where did you develop your interest uh, in having a Jeep? Scotland. Just saw one on a lot. So I was saw one on a dealership. A buddy of mine but, invited me up to a cabin up in, with his family up to northern Wisconsin. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Northern Wisconsin, Door County, which I'm sure Roger knows where it's at. And they had this old orange CJ that he just took us out, and we just had a blast. 
What else happened at the cabin? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Chip. Use your imagination. You're so good at it. What, what, what happens in the cabin stays in the cabin. Stays in the cabin, yeah. Cabin, cabin. Steve, weren't you a scoutmaster? Oh. I was, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, John. <laughs> Larry's enjoying this way too much. Larry's very animated, oh, which is unusual. I a scoutmaster. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so you know jeeps caught my attention back in the 70s with those commercials right i really always wanted a jeep but i just couldn't it wasn't practical enough for no. me at the time i needed a dependable daily that could handle the winter and drive a lot of miles so all these things are a jeep everything that you I, said well, was jeep I, <laughs> I know now but i didn't know that you know, so it took me until I was in my 50s to realize that I should have, when I was in my 20s, bought a Jeep. Having said that, I just bought a Jeep because my daughter wanted me to buy a golf cart to drive to town. And I'm like, screw that. If I'm not paying $5,000 for a golf cart. Mm-hmm. I can pay $5,000 and get a damn good little CJ5, and which I did. And it's still running around town. But soon thereafter, I got plugged in with Jerry from the Jeep Jamboree. I, I stalked him on Google. And we met, and no. we started talking about building and and all the things needed to go off road. And then now here, eight years later, I'm I'm immersed in jeeps. I love it. Well, you, you're actually a trail leader too. Buy a jeep when you go on vacation instead of renting one. Yeah, yeah. I've been looking for three days on in Arizona. I, I think I will buy one instead of renting one down there, and then try to figure out how to get it home. Yep, yep, and and now you you actually lead trails uh, with your Jeep, so it's uh, yeah. it's, it's a very interesting story, and it's something that everybody can do. And this is why I always say, and I and I know we have listeners here that listen to the show because they're interested in having a Jeep, but they have that same problem about the practicality. Uh, am I going to be accused of having a midlife crisis, or I'm too young to have a Jeep? I need something more practical. I need to get forty mile per gallon. Let me get that Honda. Uh, all, all that stuff. Get a Jeep. You're you're going to be very happy. You're going to be right, very I'm happy. About, I'm sorry. When I, when I bought the Wrangler, that was my wife's question. She goes, "Is this your midlife crisis?" And I said, "Well, do I get the blonde?" Yeah. She said, no. Yeah, so I yeah. said, "Well, take your pick. Right. <laughs> you either get a blonde or a Jeep. I'm getting the Jeep. <laughs> the Jeep was cheaper in the long run. I can. Well, Tony, the other side of that though was when I was looking back in the '70s, we're driving CJs, right? And mm-hmm. the CJ ride and and all that is not what the JK or JL is, or even the TJ, right? From a comfort and and reliability and all those things. Now, Chuck would argue with me, right? That the 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 CJs are really dependable, and I'm sure on the farm, on the ranch. I mean, I'm using mine around the farm stuff too. It, they're they're practical for that, but to get in it and to drive to Chicago in a or, or to take a family vacation to Florida in a CJ versus a TJ or newer, so they've come so far. Well, I mean, what the, year I, was it when you got the CJ? Uh, twenty. Oh, I'm sorry. You're thinking. You're talking about back when you thought about getting a Jeep when you when were in I your thought 20s. about getting yeah. a CJ. You know the. And and so the CJ I got, I wouldn't have jumped in that CJ five and driven it to Florida. But I could but have possibly. But, but the the vehicles my... from the seventies were not nearly uh, as reliable as they are uh, from even the the nineties, uh, and the, especially the late nineties. So well, whether it's reliability or comfort, but you're right. I mean that they've come so far. Now. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's why my wife's driving a a, a a JK or JLU now is because it's it it was as comfortable. For her to drive on her commutes to work and everything, and the, they're practical, reliable, and, well, 
like Steve likes. He's got heated seats and heated steering wheel, and it's it's well, got a lot of Well, as cold as it gets up there, I can well imagine uh, that that would be a very uh, useful thing to have in the, in the very cold. So uh, I just mentioned this. So it's, I know there's people out there. Maybe John uh, doesn't know this, uh, but the the '70s vehicles. If you got sixty thousand miles out of that engine, uh, that was that was good, and you were constantly having to. Uh, change out points uh, plugs uh, uh plug wires uh fucking bingo yeah so it was there was a lot of work and effort into keeping a car uh, uh functional and uh yeah and i think land rovers are still that way most definitely mm-hmm. that's what the golden age of automotive reliability i think has been like the late 90s and early 2000s I would, so the person, the person that's on here that should be commenting is Travis with his YJ. The YJ, no, I mean, I, I bought my YJ. That was my second one. My first, I bought ninety. Um, both were eighty nine YJs, and it was my daily driver to high school. That you know, it was perfect back then. I was a young kid. Gas was cheaper. But now, granted, I wasn't making the money I do now. You know, but it, I wasn't concerned about consumption of fuel that that was the farthest thing from anyone's mind back then of course um but the the jeep was just it was easy to maintain and keep up you did you know you are not only changing your oil but you're keeping an eye on your belts you're keeping an eye on on you know the, your spark plugs there there is a lot more work to it but i i got 200 and i think it was around two hundred forty thousand miles before i lost that engine um you know they Again, that's not a 70s vehicle. That was a late 80s. And after, you know, conversion to AMC back then, and, and I loved it. You know, I still own it. I've, I've done a lot of work to it now to, to have it. But, no, I, I bought a JLU, and the comfort level now at my age, yeah, no. I mean, I, I love the YJ, but it's it's fun. You know, it's take it out, enjoy it for fun. Um it's rough. You know, when I had my ex, she hated riding it. Just said it was rough. It was miserable. That's a good feeling. You know, she was much younger, but she hated riding in it. She's like, oh, yeah, I don't want to. Uh, the new Jeeps, they're comfortable. They're convenient. They're easy. Uh, yeah. I, I, I and, love and the And the important one, thing is the Jeeps have not lost their ability to, to go off-road. Even as, as stylish and comfortable as they are. They did not lose that ability to go off road. No, but when they're I, a lot more too expensive when you fucked them up <laughs> off road. <laughs> uh, when, when I had my '92 IJ, I mean, I was in high school, and I, I don't think that uh, reliability, comfort, or gas mileage were any things that I was sure. thinking about. No, no, it was it was the cool factor. I yeah. mean, take top off, yeah. go to school in the morning. Well, will, will, it, it, it could be 40 degrees in the morning and taking a top off to drive to school. Yeah. Will, will the girl that I want to go out with me or one of the girls I want to go out with me, will, will she well, go she out with me? me? Yeah. Will she go out with me because I have this Jeep? <laughs> that's that's the only thing that mattered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Priorities. <laughs> well, yeah, safer, to, safer to pick her up in a, in a Jeep at her house than a conversion van. That's for sure. Well, yeah, Rick, Rick, on the uh, side? In the 90s, we would have been talking about minivans here. Shagging wagons. Oh God, minivans. <laughs> well, I remember the Man, was I, it I, what I was it the late seventies? Thank you. What was it the late seventies? Whenever the, the the panel vans were were big oh, the, and the the conversion full size, yeah, full size, yeah, with the with the murals I mean, on the side. 
Yeah, murals yeah, the back. on the outside, shag carpet in the back the with couches window. and refrigerators. Oh, oh my yeah. god! Yeah. I mean, the, the bed oh. scenes turned into beds. Overlanding. Yeah, it was it was overlanding on Friday night with your girlfriend. Yes, exactly. <laughs> At that time, Chip didn't need a hotel room. He had his van. I, I, he was earning that twenty bucks. In my Chevy Vega, I folded down the back seat and had shag carpet in the back of the Chevy Vega. It wasn't quite the same. You know, we, we talk about that, but I'm, I'm still in a lot of YJ pages, and there's so many people that still daily drive these. And, you know, it, it's, again, to each their own. That's the Jeep community. You know, it's it, like we're like in the 90s, that was the farthest thing we worried about was gas mileage or comfort because – that wasn't a factor. There wasn't so a lot of many, comfortable vehicles back it, then either. I mean, no, it Cadillac, you know. <laughs> you know. Now I look at the people that, that buy these as their daily drivers, and this is what they're doing, and I just I respect the hell out of them. I'm like, yeah, I'm too old. I'm not going to do that now. But, you know, I respect them. I'm like, learn that old Jeep. You know, you will love it. You'll hate it at times too. But of course. just the respect level for the older vehicles that people – and they love the YJs. They love the CJs. Yeah, like the any XJs. like any you know, love just, affair that you may have, you're you're going to fight with your Jeep from from time to time. Yeah. Well, yeah. and the, the commuting distance from the '90s to today is looked upon completely differently. Like yeah. commuting an hour to work in the '90s was almost unfathomable. Today, it's almost normal. I do it daily. Yeah, you yeah my, my dad. Whenever he got out of the army, he got hired on with the uh, Tarrant County Jail as a jailer, and that was from where we lived at the time. That was a fifty-two mile drive one way, I think, and that was like unheard of mileage every year. And we had a Ford Escort, two-door Ford Escort hatchback. We put a shitload of miles on that thing, and at that time, that was like considered a a ton of mileage on a car. Nowadays, I do that in my ninety-five XJ going back and forth to work, and I only work 24 on, 48 off. Hmm. Yeah, I was... In the older Jeeps out, and, you know, and driving for 600, 800 miles, beat on them all day, and then turn around and drive them back without big consequences. Yeah, I was really impressed with the XJ from the my prior vehicles uh, that I had owned, and uh, I, I, I'm still impressed with it, especially now that it's got God 200, 225,000 or something on it. I mean, I haven't driven it uh, since I got the Gladiator, but uh, it was a daily driver from uh, from its brand new off the showroom floor till uh, till I got the Gladiator. Hey, one of the guys, Rick from Arkansas, one of the guys I work with. Uh, he drives a, it's a 90 something model YJ and he drives it 60 miles one way back and forth to work every day. And, uh, and he's in his forties. I mean, he's not like he's a young guy and, and he's got actually a brand new Dodge Magnum something. I don't know what it is, but he's got a, you know, I mean, a brand new truck, but he drives that YJ every day. Oh man. Uh, Jeeps just have a, um, a romance uh, to them. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, especially if you drive, I, I, and I don't see how people can drive, never have a top on it. I don't know uh, how they can sit down after a rainstorm. Uh, they just don't seem to care. I mean, you put on, it's almost like a, riding a motorcycle in the rain, uh, I think. Uh, it, it's just, it, There's just something really um, basic and uh, um, 
almost like a uh, uh, outdoorsman type feel to some of those people with these these jeeps and it's it just has a, a really cool factor that you don't see in any other vehicles the uh back to the the topic of uh who or what got me interested in the jeeps was actually uh uncle sam um i was i went through uh, army boot camp and mp school the last the last year before they switched over to the humvees so we still drove the old Jeeps around. That was what we were driving around. And uh, and that was in 83 and 84. And then in 84, a movie came out. And at the very end of the movie, uh, there's Sarah, Sarah Connor sitting in a Jeep. Yeah. You know, CJ. And, and, and then ever since then, you know, after that, I was like, man, one of these days I'm going to get a Jeep. And it took me a while, but I finally got it. Yeah. That time frame would have been the mutt. Well, you know yeah, this is, yeah. You know this is a perfect uh, a perfect jump over to our uh, our final question. Um, what? Oh, uh, sitting here. Well, <laughs> thank you. What is your favorite TV show or movie? Jeep. J. Tyler Twister. Oh yes, I do like that one, especially the paint job. Yeah, but they pancake that thing pretty early. I know. Mine's the J.K. from Battleship, not because it's cool, but because they throw it down a mountain. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they are yeah. driving a Jeep in that thing. That's right. How about MacGyver? I tried okay. watching an episode of MacGyver within well, the last couple of years or something because it's, you know, it's on on the Fire TV thing. You can find anything. Well, and I couldn't, I couldn't tolerate it. No, the, the, the old one, the original one. Yeah. Uh, the SG-1 guy. Uh, and uh, it, it was horrible. It was horrible. I couldn't watch it. But there, a lot of those movies, a lot of those shows that we watched back then are just horribly written. Oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Dusty here from Canada. Uh, I guess you could say, who doesn't love the Daisy Duke Jeep? The, uh, the... <laughs> well, well, that one was already off limits. So. Oh. We'd, all, we'd always been agreed all about there. I just like the Daisy Dukes. This is what happens when you're not on time, Dustin. <laughs> oh, shoot. Sorry. <laughs> Roger is played by Dustin Roger tonight. Did. <laughs> you did pull Roger. Well, since nobody's brought it up yet, Jurassic Park. Yep. Yeah. Classic YJ. Yeah. yeah Ooh, uh, the, blue, the blue Jeep and Back to the Future. Yeah. Blue CJ. I do not oh, remember yeah. that. They had a uh, no. He had a Y. That's the YJ is what he skateboards behind. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, right. Right, but that wasn't in like eight. What the hell was it? Nineteen fifty-five or something like that. That no, was well, CJ. No, it was no. modern day. So it was nineteen eighty-three, eighty-five. Whenever the movie came out, it so. would no. It, yeah, so but that's a, was in the back. To the, hold on, back to the future goes back to the fifties. Right. Yeah, but he, he, he doesn't skate behind. He doesn't skate behind any CJs. Yes, he in does. The, in the first one, not in the first one. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. There's people does. screaming. There's people screaming at the podcast. I know. Right I know. This is, this is just good <laughs> podcasting. So, but but when it, whenever he's being towed behind the jeep on his skateboard, that was in the modern day. It wasn't him back in the fifties, right? Yeah, it was the first day of school. He was like, "Damn it, Doc, I'm late," because all the clocks went off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, hope yeah. He did both because once he does it on a skateboard, and the other time he does it on the hoverboard. Okay. Yeah, you're right. On the skateboard, it's Blue a CJ7. What was that? CJ7. You're right. <laughs> it's a CJ7, not a 5, on the skateboard. And on the hoverboard, he's behind a YJ. Or, I'm there sorry, the, the hover car 
in 2015 is a YJ with a hover Correct. bar conversion. Oh, I'm going to have to go back and look. I don't remember that being a Jeep at all. I thought it was like a... Discord right now. I yeah. watched that a week ago. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Um, so I'll, I've mentioned this before. I know. Uh, did you guys notice all the Jeeps in The Walking Dead? I mean, somebody had a Jeep fetish there or they had a good credit card with uh, for Jeeps. But if you're going to make it through the apocalypse, you're going to have to have a Jeep. Right. Which is it was a CJ7. Just looked it up. Sorry, I had to put that in there. No problem. No problem. You know what I'm noticing is there's no famous red movie jeeps. Ooh. Oh, they, <laughs> they take it, it would take over from the 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 talent because it would stand out so so much. What did uh, your turn to drive? Thought MacGyver <laughs> drove a. Did he drive one? I do not recall. Yeah, he did. Uh, and there's also the other. Spy show from the eighties that had a black YJ in it. Um, TV four. I, I want to say PM something, but it was a a cop or I don't know. He he was Magnum PI, not Magnum PI. Magnum PI. Yeah. So there's an yeah, XJ. I flew the helicopter, drove a Jeep, right? There's an yeah, XJ in Blue Bloods. Uh, I think it's a green uh, XJ that uh, Danny yes. drives. And, drives. Yeah, and there is a blue uh, with a sunroof XJ, and I think it was a 98, uh, in the movie Castaway that Tom Hanks uh, drove. Yep. Yeah, his and, wife gave it back to him when he came back. Yeah, he got it back. yeah. and uh, that was, uh, I think that was a classic that he was driving, so I, I, rec- so this, I recognize that one so immediately. So if you're feeling extra adventurous, there's a YJ in a movie called Womb Raider, not Tomb Raider, Womb Raider. Uh-oh. You're welcome to look that up. Uh oh. Yeah, that was like when they told me to go Google two girls and one cup. I'm not falling for that again. Uh, one guy, one jar is what you should go look up. Oh, no, 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 no. Let me make sure my phone's not listening to this. Just adding in there on the red Jeeps thing, the one that Rick was talking about at the end of Terminator, that was a red Jeep. It was a red CJ, wasn't it? Yeah, Sarah Connor was driving, I think so. Yeah, that was a red one. But the one that gets me in the movies that's kind of heartbreaking is my first favorite Jeep back when I was their kid with Twister. Oh, the yeah. It, the yeah. one that gets destroyed and flipped over upside down and everything. Wonderful yeah, seeing it. Sad. It hurt to see it uh, destroyed, though, yeah. Deja Vu all over again. So, A-Team was I'm always dating, pulling up Jeeps. We got cows. I'm dating, I'm dating myself <laughs> here, but you can watch reruns of... Do any of you guys see Rat Patrol? Oh, yes. yes I, used I mentioned to watch that, that when we first talked about this. Rat Patrol. Yeah. Rat Patrol is GPWs. I mean... I, I would just drool over running around with those old Jeeps. and, and Dude, the, the freaking them. opening scene when they're jumping over the dunes yes. is, is awesome. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of Jeeps. Uh, and it's hard to stay away from it. They were so popular in World War II, and people, so many people wanted them. Again, don't keep yourself from getting a Jeep. Just get the Jeep. You're going to be really happy you did. You're also going to be it, sad and upset, but you're mainly you're going to be happy. If you're interested in Rat Patrol, you can watch it on YouTube Oh, cool. I'm just saying. Well, so the other side of it, though, is, you know, when you buy a Jeep and you love your Jeep and then it t- comes time to get another Jeep, do you keep your old Jeep? Some do. Or do you trade it off or trade it? We have such a good time on the Roundtable episode. Uh, you should join us because uh, you can have you have a good time listening to it. Just think about how much more fun it would be here uh, in the middle of all this stuff and talking about the, the Jeeps that you saw on TVs or movies or really any of these questions that we had tonight. 
So coming up on our next JTS interview show, which is every Friday, Don Rycroft from RPMsteering.com. And you have to ask yourself a question. Are they better than Steer Smarts? So you have to listen to the conversation and uh, make that judgment for yourself. Hey, thanks again to Tyree Lights for sponsoring this roundtable episode. Have a look at the amazing lights they have to offer at TyreeOffRoad.com. I have Tyree Lights on my 2021 Jeep Talk Show uh, Gladiator, and I never have to be afraid of the dark again. Remember to support the companies that support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. Visit TyreeOffRoad.com. That's T-Y-R-I OffRoad.com. And that brings us to the end of another exhilarating Jeep Talk Show Roundtable episode. I want to express my deepest gratitude to our incredible panel of Jeep enthusiasts for sharing their valuable insights, experiences, and expertise with us today. Your passion for Jeeps is truly inspiring, and we're grateful for your contributions. I also want to extend a heartfelt thank you to our listeners who joined us on this adventure. Your support is what keeps us motivated to bring you the best Jeep content out there. Remember to subscribe to our Patreon page. Uh, just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and unlock exclusive perks and join our Jeep community. Until next time, keep those Jeeps running strong. Hit the trails with confidence. And remember, it's not just a vehicle. It's a way of life. This has been Tony hosting the Jeep Talk Show Roundtable episode, and we'll catch you on the next ride. Broadcasting since 2010.